You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed On Demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Every day there's a cornucopia of stuff to get to. Where do you start? I guess we could start with um, the rumor that President Trump might dump Mike Pence in 2020 if he runs. Wait, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, President Pence, uh, Vice President Pence, was standing in the East Room of the White House after his boss put him on the spot. He smiled. He nodded. Mm -hmm. He never said the word yes, though. The moment prompted by a reporter's question during a rowdy post-midterm press conference a few weeks ago was uh, an attempt by President Trump to quiet the speculation that he had begun to question Pence's loyalty oh, goodness. and was mulling over uh, potential running mates for 2020. All right. Um, he said, well, and you might remember this. I think we played it. Well, mm-hmm. I haven't asked him yet, but I, I, I hope so. Where are you? He said in, in reference to Pence. Uh, Pence was sitting in the front row. Mike, will you be my running, running mate? Stand up, Mike, please. Raise your right hand. No, I'm only kidding. Will you? Thank you. Okay, good. <laughs> and that was it. Pence actually nodded. He smiled. He didn't say yes. He didn't, which is kind of weird. And I, I don't know, maybe weird? they're making too much out of that. Well, it was a, I don't think, I think that is way too much into <clears throat> it. That's a press conference where the spotlight isn't on Pence and he's just a laid back kind of calm guy and he's just, mm-hmm. you know, nodding, you know, mm-hmm. respectfully. Mm-hmm. There's no microphone in his face. I mean, whatever. This is a ridiculous. roll call reporter, though, Keith. Oh, no. Seated just a few feet away from the vice president. Noticed he never actually said anything. Pence was asked about his loyalty in the 2020 GOP ticket at the end of his recent Asia swing. And again, according to a dispatch from his traveling press pool, he didn't answer in the affirmative. So this sounds more like Pence maybe doesn't want to. I'm just tempted not to dignify it with a comment, he said on the 17th. That was uh, 11 days ago. The president and I have a very close relationship. We've got a very strong relationship. My magic muffins are done. That's are what they? that notification are, was. Well, then where are yeah. they? Uh, I don't. You need a you need a hot pad the, though to kind of in the magic oven. Yeah, so you get them out. Um, <laughs> he said, "I've been honored to serve as his vice president. I was honored when he asked me to run with him, uh, and he's, I guess, still honored." It came up. We had a good laugh. But do they have a deal to run again together? The speculation of a possible change continuing. <clears throat> they actually go over some possible candidates for oh. the switch. Oh, here we go. Let's go. What do we got? Yeah, so we got uh, uh, Nikki Haley. Uh-huh, I knew that was going to be Holy nervous. cow. Uh-huh. That's You know, but, if you're going to get rid of Pence, yeah. I don't think he should. Uh, and I don't think he's going to. But if he did... That's a great choice. Mm-hmm. Nikki Haley? Mm-hmm. You kidding me? Formidable. A, then you got that diversity. You can't say, one, two, white, old, white guys running in two old, rich, Republican, white guys. Two white. They're white. Both of them. Both of them are white. And and men. They're both white men. At least, even if they're both white, one of them's a woman. Okay. If it's Nikki Haley. And she's not white, actually. She's from She's immigrants. not. That's right. Yeah. That's right. From uh, uh, India, I believe. Or yeah, Pakistan, she's got some. Uh, India, mm-hmm. India, I think, right? But, I believe. But you notice that the conservative women, or conservative men, for that matter, that are of a different race, don't get credit for that. No, never. Now, you could be white 
and claim Native American heritage in the case of Elizabeth Warren, and mm-hmm. then, oh, then, oh, she's a minority. Mm-hmm. But if you're a minority conservative, they don't even see that. Like Bobby Jindal, they're just like, what? I, I don't see I don't see color there. I yeah. don't see a minority at all. Yeah. So, um, and, and hell, in her case, they may not even give her credit for being a woman. Uh, she's so conservative. So <laughs> It's true. I mean, seriously. It's true. Um, that would be interesting, but I honestly, this this just to me, just uh, first blush doesn't feel like it's, it's just almost like they're trying to start stuff within the administration. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's still kind of fun, though, because yeah. they also speculate. Yeah, who else? Senator Lindsey Graham. There's no <laughs> way that's... No. I don't care. No. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't know. He's really... They're calling him the Trump whisperer? He is, yeah, the last few months. <laughs> what happened a few months ago that really changed know, Lindsay? Did anything happen That's... in the in the world? Well, let's see. What is um, one thing you John could McCain point? died. John McCain hmm. died, and all of a sudden it's Lindsey Graham unleashed. He's, seriously, he's a new man. He is. He's he's a new man. <laughs> uh I, I don't fully understand it. I don't either, man. But there's no question that he's much more in alignment with us than he was before. Totally. There, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the guy's totally. a liberal Republican mm-hmm. up until two or three months ago. Yep. Yeah. And you can track it literally <laughs> the, from the day, from the minute the John minute. McCain died. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm free. I can be uh, conservative again. <laughs> huh. I, Weird. I, but here to four, I just didn't want to disappoint John. <laughs> did did John keep you in a closet somewhere? Were you were you chained up and fed once a day? What's the deal? Strange. But you know, welcome, welcome back. Uh, do we have what he said a while ago? Because what he is, what Lindsey Graham is saying now mm-hmm. about immigration, uh, about a lot of different things, but uh, definitely the immigration situation. He called out. Yeah. Ocasio-Cortez in just a fantastic way. You know, she said the asinine thing uh, comparing uh, comparing what's going on at the border right now and the tear gas that was fired, the non-lethal tear gas that was fired into a crowd of thousands of people to disperse them, keep them away from the border. She compared that to the Holocaust. So, Lindsey Graham tweeted out I recommend she take a tour of the Holocaust Museum in D.C. Might help her better understand the differences between the Holocaust and the caravan in Tijuana. I mean, what a great, what a great comeback. Yeah, uh, that might help cement things in, in her mind. There's maybe just a teeny tiny difference between the two and, and demonstrate how ludicrous it is. To even bring it up in reference to what's going on at the border right now. Yeah, shameful. Um, but what Lindsey Graham said just a few years ago, calling out people like us, mm-hmm. uh, in his own party, people who want something done at the border, here's what he said back then. We are going to solve this problem. We're not going to run people down. Problem. We're not going to scapegoat people. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell the biggest to shut up, and we're going to get this right. No. Oh. They're going to tell the bigots to shut up. That means everybody who disagreed with him on yeah. immigration. And that means... On amnesty. Yeah. The people who don't want amnesty were bigots. Yeah. And his nickname in South Carolina 10 years ago when this was happening was Gramnesty. I mean, that might, might as well be Nancy Pelosi speaking. Mm-hmm. 
let alone a, a respected long-term Republican senator from South Carolina. And he was saying that to La Raza, by the way. Yes, at, at La Raza's award, event. Accepting an award for, you know, standing up for those in the shadows. And by the way, um, speaking of bigots, what is it La Raza stands for? Oh, that's right. It means the race. <laughs> Can you imagine a group of white people called the race? They'd be continually under fire. They'd be on the uh, on the watch list from the Southern Poverty Law Center about yeah. domestic terrorists. Larosa doesn't have any problem with being the race. That's fine. And Lindsey Graham didn't have any trouble speaking to them and uh, placating them and his spandering back then. But he's not doing that now. Which so I I don't know what happened, but I'll I'll take it. Mm-hmm. It's actually it's actually pretty awesome. We could use another decent Republican in office. Might be nice. Yeah, yeah. Especially with, you know, losing seats recently in like Alabama and places like that. But last night worked out Mississippi. Uh, yeah. They had their little runoff. Hyde Smith or Smith Hyde or mm-hmm. something. Jekyll and Hyde or whatever her name is. Yeah. She won. The Republican won. So we've got, what, 5347 now? 5347 GOP. Done deal? 5347. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks like it's pretty well decided in the House. They're going to be up 39 seats. They they have a net gain of 39 seats. I, is that is that how much they're up, though? Yeah. I thought it was less than that. No? Um, well, the net, it said net gain, so maybe yeah, I, I... think it's 19, I think. Okay. But I don't, I don't, you know me in math. So. so they won 39, and that, that took it to a, a net gain of... Uh, or a majority of nineteen. Yeah, that was my uh, hmm. understanding, but I will I will double check. Yeah, that. we'll look into that. I, I know it's pretty significant. They they pretty well throttled Republicans in the House. They did. They didn't get the really big high profile things like Beto, uh, Gillum, and uh, Stacey Abrams in Georgia. Thank heaven. Uh, but they did have significant gains in the House. Yeah, let's see. Anyway, um, my goodness, yeah, and that—that's the whole thing. It didn't seem like a blue wave on uh, on on election night. Yeah, kind of does. But now. it's just been a drip, drip, drip. <laughs> yeah. Every single recount, every single provisional ballot, everything. Uh-huh. It's like a rule of thumb. Democrats. I don't know how that happens. Always. Oh, I know how it happens. Always end up gaining or overtaking these races. And the mm-hmm. only thing that really stands out where that wasn't the case was Mia Love. And then she lost anyway. She lost anyway. Yeah, it looked for but, a minute like, whoa, mm-hmm. wait a minute. We're going to get a late win? That's That never happens. Well, and it didn't. So nope. it did not happen. So that sucks. Yeah. 888 um, Here's something really kind of cool. Um, Steve Scalise was interviewed yesterday on Fox and they were talking to him about uh, forgiveness. And, you know, I mean, he he was shot and almost killed by that guy uh, on the baseball field uh, a little over a year ago, a year and three or four months ago. And so he's done a couple of interviews lately. The guy's still recovering to this day. He was severely injured, yeah, severely wounded, and uh, it nearly cost him his life. And so uh, he did an interview, I think it was in the Washington Post, and talked about whether or not he's forgiven this guy. And he was asked again yesterday. Here's what he what happened. 
Uh, recently, you were asked by the Washington Examiner about whether you, you have taken upon yourself or could take it upon yourself to forgive the gunman who tried to kill you. And you said, at some point, I'll have to deal with the issue of forgiveness. But for now, I'm focused on my recovery. It's something I struggle with. I'm Catholic. I'm probably not there yet. That's something I'm going to have to work with my priest on. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, you know, Neil, look, this is a personal issue. I mean, you know, as a Catholic, I believe in forgiveness. Uh, You know, no one's asked me for forgiveness. Obviously, he can't. Uh, But at the same time, uh, you know, I still have a lot of work to do in my recovery, and it takes a lot of energy to to, to resolve an issue like this. I mean, you know, at some point, I know I will have to deal with that, and I'm admitting. I mean, this is... This is one of those flaws that I, uh, you know, that I'm going to have to grapple with as a Catholic. But hopefully, I get it resolved working with my priest and working, uh, you know, to to make sure that I can finally get to a place where I, I deal with that the proper way. I'm not there yet. I admit that. Mm. But uh, you know, at some point, I will confront it. I'm not saying I'm never going to uh, forgive, but uh, you know, I have other things that are much bigger right in front of me right now, uh, like getting better, and I need mm. to put all of my energy into that. There will be a time. To, uh, to deal with forgiveness, and, uh, and I hope I can be the bigger man. And, and that's where my faith, uh, you know, and, and the people that I'm going to rely on will come in. Congressman Scalise, thank you very much. Good seeing you. You know, the thing is, I've been trying to get down to the heart of the matter, uh, but, you know, my will gets weak, and my thoughts seem to scatter, but I, I think it's about forgiveness. Forgiveness? Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, even if, even if you don't love me anymore, it's... Uh, I think it's about forgiveness. Nice job there, Don. Yeah, thank you. Uh, what a great, honest, yeah. human answer. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm not there yet. I mean, that's just a refreshing honesty from somebody. Like, oh, no, I didn't. I, I got over it the minute the bullet oh, yeah. went through my leg. Yeah. <laughs> I was fine with him. Yeah. I, I wanted to give him a big kiss right yeah. there. Yeah. Well, while, while you were bleeding out uh, uh-huh. yeah. on the infield? Yes. Oh. I thought, if that wow. guy comes over here yeah. and tries to finish me off, I'm going to ask him for a big hug first. <laughs> you are a bigger man than me. <laughs> you are a big man. Steve. I mean, that's just, that's just a refreshing honesty. And good for him. You know, because it does. Sometimes it does take some time. And you want to work through it. And it takes a lot of energy. He's right. Um, the problem with the with not forgiving somebody is it doesn't hurt them, especially when they're dead. It doesn't hurt them. It just eats away at you. So uh, thoughts and prayers with, with uh, Steve Scalia. How dare I say that? Did oh, you? my gosh. Did I just say thoughts and prayers? Oh, my. Wow. My Can goodness. we dump that? Is it too late? To <laughs> I dump think it's too late. That phrase? I mean, wow. you the whole thing Yeah, I did. There. I said both of them. And... Uh, okay. So meaningless. Mm-hmm. Why would I say something like that? They're not enough, Pat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's trivial and trite <laughs> and ridiculous to say something like that. I apologize. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three. I forgive you. <laughs> uh, let me tell you about uh, something that I really love. It's it's uh, Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Brickhouse was created by a team of top physicians, and then they got together and uh, made this Field of Greens which is real superfood. So rather than just be extracted from kale or broccoli or whatever, it's, mm. it is kale and broccoli and a bunch of other superfoods put together. And so every scoop that you take, a field of greens, has a full serving of real uh, USDA organic fruits and vegetables. But does it taste like kale? It does not. Okay. Thank goodness. Oof. Wouldn't mm. be in my mouth if it did. <laughs> can guarantee you that. So you just take a scoop of it and put it into eight ounces of water, and it flavors, just mix it up in there. 
it, and it makes water taste like Kool-Aid. It it will just sweeten any, you know, shake or or smoothie that you make. And then it just goes down smooth and delicious. And then you get healthy. Go to BrickHousePat.com and give it a try today. Get 15% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. 15% off if you use the offer code PAT. It's BrickHousePat.com. Unleashed. Great to have you with us this morning. Uh, you can participate in the extravaganza simply by calling 888-900-3393, or you can tweet us, too, uh, at Pat Unleashed. So, as we mentioned, um, Hyde Smith beat the Democrat Espy in the Mississippi uh, Senate race. NBC News called it last night. So, Cindy Hyde Smith... Uh, did in fact win. 94% of the votes have come in. She won it fairly handily, too. It wasn't even very close. 54-45 in the runoff. That's nine points. I mean, I can't think of another Republican, including Ted Cruz, who won by nine points. Uh, Good for her. So that helps out a little bit. Um, Gives you a little bit of a cushion in case there's an issue where, you know, Susan Collins or whoever is going to jump uh, to the other side of the aisle. Also, uh, Chucky Schumer now admits he's negotiating with President Trump on the wall. And liberals are pissed. Because why would you have a wall? Why would you secure your nation? Why? Doesn't everybody just have their door wide open and invite people to come in, even when they don't know who they are? Sure, sure, of course they do. CNN's Manu Raju reported that Schumer was willing to cede $1.6 billion for the border wall funding, which is a lot less than the $5 billion the president's asking for, and it'll probably cost $20 billion to build. So I don't, I don't know why we can never get this done. Why? We had the majority, and we're certainly not going to get it done now. Yeah, why? Not with the split. Why uh, are we waiting until chambers? right now? I don't know. To have this discussion. It's because it's another way to. It's just like GOP says we're going to repeal Obamacare. And then you give them power. And it's like, ah, sorry, just psych. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, look, we lost power in the House. Hey, if you give us the House again, we'll repeal Obamacare. Hey, we'll hey, do the border. G- give us the House again in 2020 and we'll get that border wall mm-hmm. built. Will no, you? you? You had the chance to do that already. Why didn't you get that done? How is it possible? You never get this stuff done. I mean, that's a that is an item agenda for January twenty first, twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. when you have both the House and the Senate and the presidency. Day one, your political capital will never be higher, and they whatever. And they can't do it. No, they don't care. So Schumer tweeted out: "Our position has been clear from the beginning. D's and R's, Democrats, Republicans have a months old agreement in the Senate: one point six billion for border security." Not a concrete wall or increases in detention beds or ICE agents. We should stick to this agreement. If POTUS interferes, he's he's responsible for a shutdown. Uh December 7th is when the shutdown is uh, scheduled to take place. Oh, is it? Mm -hmm. So we're uh, a week or so away. Let him shut it down. Who cares? You know, the things that have to happen, like Social Security benefits, veterans benefits, all those things still happen, even with a shutdown. 
the things that don't happen is spending more money than they have coming in. That can't happen during a shutdown. And that's a good thing. So, I, I, I don't know. Now, Trump originally said that the wall would be about $4 billion. He could build it for $4 because he's a construction guy. Mm. Then he said 6 mm-hmm. Then it was 8 right. Then $12 billion. Went up to $15 billion after that. And then it was around $20 billion. And that's more than... than that's more than 4 More than 4 mm-hmm. 20 is more than $4. And, and a lot more than they're willing to allocate for this. And a lot more than was told us in the campaign because Mexico was going to pay. For, it's supposed to be free to us, right? <laughs> it's supposed to be free to the United States. Mexico's going to pay for it. You don't even hear those words uttered anymore. Why? Because as we said during the campaign, it's foolishness. They're not going to. Now, could you put some sort of tax or tariff on all of the money that goes back from the U.S. to Mexico to family? Yes, you could. And maybe you'd pay for the wall that way. But I haven't heard anybody say that's a possibility. Why? That, that would be a great way to get Mexico to pay for it. That would make the most sense. Yeah. That's why it won't happen. Oh. Uh, because common sense, pretty well dead. Pre- Wait, did, did you and throw buried. in a pretty well? Yes, accidentally. A pretty well dead? It's dead. It's it's dead and buried. Ooh, it's rotted. Mm-hmm. Worms I mean, crawled through it. Yeah, it's has the stink There's no flesh on it anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's comments. Uh-uh. So <laughs> it's fossil fuel now. That's it all is. it is. It is. It's, so. We're burning it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. uh, speaking of which, you know, fossil fuels killing this planet, killing us every day. Um, yeah. <laughs> interesting segment on uh, CNN about how how uh, how terrible we are for not uh, fixing this climate change situation. Because, you know, every, oh, yeah. everybody knows the science is settled on this. There's consensus. Every single living human being knows for a fact that this is settled. Climate change is man-caused, all of it, and it's happening right now. And it's catastrophic right now. It's not catastrophic in the future. It's catastrophic mm-hmm. Right now, this minute. Right now. Uh, So, one of the analysts on a CNN panel yesterday. Oh, yeah. This guy, Phil Mudd, talking. Yeah. Oh, is it Phil Mudd? Yeah, he's talking about how... um, That must have been fun when his mother said, if you do that, Phil, your name's going to be Mudd. Well, wait. It already is. It is. Not much of a warning. But anyway. No, no. It's it's like (laughs) they have this guy on, and Mm -hmm. he always talks about how climate change affects uh, the defense department you know and, and it's a it's a threat security. to national security national security issue is it phil okay. well let's hear let's hear how that you talk about defense security. or you talk about intelligence <laughs> officials that i always talk to say what we don't see are the intelligence concerns surrounding mm-hmm. climate change the defense concerns uh, around climate change the national security concerns are very real and are very relevant no, they're not. Sure. If you look at people in no. my world talking about things like climate change, they talk about things like changing weather, weather patterns, believe it or not, a national security issue, because that has to do with water in places like the Middle East. Water is an issue that uh-huh. people go to war over. Uh-huh. But this is pretty simple. I think we're debating this. This is, an, this is a leadership issue. Yeah. Tens of millions of Americans will wake up today and eat hamburgers for lunch. Oh, no. That's going to kill no. them. 
People don't focus on Kill the long term. They focus on the short term. Mm -hmm. There's a parallel here. The president comes into office and says we're withdrawing from climate change and we're investing in coal. That's going to kill us. Unless we get leadership that says we've got to take short-term pain for long-term gain, Jeez. which is mm -hmm. something Americans don't do when they eat hamburgers, we're okay. not going to win this one. We need leadership. Okay, so now you're being attacked if, if, you, if you eat hamburgers for lunch. <laughs> uh, that's the whole meat-eating thing is the worst thing you can do in the climate change uh, scenario. Right, right, right. And it's a lack of leadership, Pat. That, that's what's happening. Uh, uh, you know, if we, don't, if we go back to coal, that's going to kill us and all of these bad things. And this guy mm. is on there to convince us that it's a national security threat that we get back into things like the Paris Climate Accords. So ridiculous. I, I can't take it. This guy, Phil Mudd. Is, and by, by the way, with yeah. the admission of every... Every person involved in the Paris Accords, they all admit they do virtually nothing. The agreement did almost nothing to stop or even curb CO2. They, it did nothing. It was, a, it was a symbolic gesture. Even Al Gore admitted that. Let me see if I can. As a matter yeah. of fact, that's worth, uh, worth playing uh, how, how Al Gore summed up the the Paris Accord. Even if all 195 nations, not 194, met their targets, it still wouldn't solve the problem. Right. Uh, th that is correct. Heck, how uh, th 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 that is correct. However, he's about to say, however. However, it sends a very powerful signal, signal. to business and industry Bus uh, and civil society powerful uh, signal. and countries around the world. Yeah, yeah, wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> signals... In conversations, that's how we're going to solve the world's problems. Signals Pat. are worth trillions of dollars a year, Keith. You know that as well as I. But hold on, what do you think? Nothing holds... more powerful right. than a signal. What holds more weight, Pat? A signal or a starting a conversation? Oh, what both, does more they're damage? Both dynamite. Yeah. Uh, you know, factors in getting things solved. Are they? Oh man, mm -hmm. so powerful. Mm -hmm. How about the fact that the United States of America? Here's an interesting fact for okay. you. As we fun facts. As we talk about this has cut CO2 emissions, cut CO2 emissions over the past 13 years faster than any other industrialized nation. Not this hateful world country. Yeah, no. yeah. How is that no. possible? How have we done that? Uh, or how is it possible that polar bear populations are increasing? We were told they were endangered. They're going out of uh, existence. Or that we haven't seen any increase in violent weather in decades. Now, we hear more about the violent weather, but it hasn't increased. Even so, uh, we've got this wonderful little angry vegan clash. Mm. Speaking of meat eaters, a uh, bunch of vegans poured into a restaurant in the UK. where into a steakhouse where people are eating their meal, paying a lot of money for it, too. Just out on the nights, out on the... You know, night on the town with their significant other, with their partners, with their friends, whatever. They might be eating alone. Who cares? Leave them alone. Instead, here's what happens with these vegans who think they own the world and have the right to do anything they want. Okay, just start screeching about eating meat. Shut up. Oh, her voice is enough to... Uh -huh. Good golly. If you want to vomit. 
then of course the chanting begins which is always really fun are there vegans mooing is that what they're doing are vegans there with her mooing in the background like i, I think so yeah i think so and they've, they're carrying these big signs and posters about how meat is violence. It's not food. It's violence. It's violence. It's violence. It's violence. It's violence. It's not food. It's violence. It's violence. Sounds better in an English accent, doesn't it? No. 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 <laughs> It's violence. It's not food. It's violence. Pause it for a second. Pause it. Let's. We'll pick this up on the other side because oh, there's there's boy. some more just fun chanting and. Uh, <laughs> Everybody mm. just sits there eating their meal. I'd like to. What would you do? You know, we triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I'd love to hear from you. What if you're in there? If you're in a restaurant mm-hmm. enjoying a really good steak and a bunch of vegans come in, and this went on for twenty minutes. What? Twenty minutes. No police, I guess, were called. I, why are they not, you know, why are they not escorted out of the stinking restaurant? Mm-hmm. We'll get into that in a second. 888-933-93 with your thoughts on what you might do if that happened. Um, you know, when your ears aren't clean, you don't get to hear really melodic voices like the one you just heard screeching at you. <laughs> Sometimes that's a good thing, yeah, but then yeah. the itch isn't, they're, they're uncomfortable, that's not a good thing. And when you talk, it sounds like you're talking in a tunnel. I hate that, but there's relief. The Wax RX system. Doctor developed, it's great. Wax softening drops, specially engineered pump, gently delivers a perfect amount of pressure to cleanse all of that stuff, flush it out of your ear canal. Go to usewaxrx.com and order your reusable earwash system right now. Use the offer code radio and you'll get free standard shipping. Usewaxrx.com, promo code radio. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. Actually, time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. But we have to uh, we have to finish off uh, what we were to. talking about with the vegans have in, to in the uh, UK so restaurant. It's, I mean, they, they come in and there's... You know, who knows, a hundred people enjoying a steak dinner. Yeah, we never crash a vegan conference, I would like to point out. You know, whatever happened to tolerance and and leave us alone and you do you and I do me and everybody's happy. uh, No, no, no. They've always got to come from the left and invade the space of everybody else. We'd never consider doing something like that to the other side. To to a vegan? No way. They're having a a vegan conference. Eat all the tofu you want. I don't care. Nobody cares. Don't eat meat. Eat meat. I don't care. Right. And the interesting thing is, I'm kind of on both sides of this issue because, because I'm mostly vegetarian. Right, no, I, I, not I, vegan necessarily, but I'm mostly right. vegetarian. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of vegetarians, I'll have a little chicken and fish from time to time. Um, you know, as well as occasionally some beef. All right. You know, roast steaks, veal cutlets. Uh, okay. Well. Once in a while, you know, a pig will be involved. I'll have some pork product, you know, but uh, ham, bacon, you know. Um, but think, think of all the meat on this planet that you don't eat. a lot of it. I, a lot. For instance, ostrich. While that's available, I don't, I don't eat ostrich. I have never eaten bear? a bear. I've never eaten a lion. Not once. See. 
I've never had. Well, I have had one bite of alligator. Okay, but that was just you were trying it. You yes, know, that doesn't I was count. trying it. It was a special thing at Disney World. They were serving some alligator. I, thought, I like okay, gator nuggets. Right, whatever. But gator nuggets. Yeah, they're good. Wow. But mostly, so you know, part, of all the species on this, never eaten a polar bear, See? koala bear, uh, never lion, lion gerbils. I've never eaten gerbils, squirrels. So how about a cat? I can relate. No, never or dog. Wow. Never. I even though I can relate to both sides of this issue, <laughs> uh, I'm a little put off by this demonstration in the restaurant because it's. So ridiculous. Who said you get to, I mean, your rights kind of stop where you're trampling on the rights of others, right? To enjoy their meal. Supposed to. Supposed to. Supposed to. They're supposed to sort of be some sort of, I don't know, I I hate the word decorum, but there's some sort of (laughs) respect for other humans, right? Yeah, right. Common courtesy. Yes. And the owners of this establishment or the managers want their customers to enjoy their experience they certainly don't have to let you come in and start screeching in the restaurant. Right. In fact, they shouldn't. I don't know how this happens all the time, where it goes on and on and on and nobody does anything because about nobody it. Nobody stands up for common sense anymore. And what they want is the confrontation, right? So, I mean, yes, the, it's really true. hard that's not true. to stand up and say and start arguing with what them, would you do? dragging them out of the restaurant. I don't know. I, mean, I think they I'd, want I'd get that up confrontation. I think I'd give them that I confrontation. I think I would, too. I think I, I would. think I would too. Or I'd I, be so pissed. A lot of these diners seemed amused by it. I wouldn't. Okay. I yeah, would I not. Be. <laughs> but you're not. You're not amused by. No. It's not me. It's violent. If, no. if my dinner hadn't arrived yet, go ahead. Yeah. 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 Have I paid yet? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. That's, go ahead and holler. As soon as my dinner comes, shut up. So they've already started <laughs> chanting. It's not food. It's violence. And here's what uh, continued there. Interminable. <laughs> They're just it's laughing about it. You're right. Violent. The guy's still ordering. He's just laughing. You're making a joke. It's violence. It's not food. It's violence. It's not food. It's violence. You're not convincing me. What is this? Okay. What is the point? That's it. That's all I can handle. I mean, I don't understand what they hope to achieve. I really don't. I know. I mean, obviously, they hope to achieve to change people's minds and make a statement. And that's get, not going to do get, it. You know, a, get that's not going to do it. Media to play their videos. You know what that's going to do is piss people right. off. Right. That's not going to warm them to your side. I, this reminds me of what. Um, uh, uh, who was the union we used to talk about all the time? It was. Uh, um, um, you know the social justice advocate union. God, it's killing uh, me. I can't. Uh, oh my gosh, it's killing so me. weird. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, we used to talk about them every day, and now I can't <laughs> it's remember. Killing me, man. Anyway, anyway, they came down. There was a janitor strike in downtown. Mm-hmm. Oh Houston. right, 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 right. And uh, so they came now, down from a, Chicago. Was it Teamsters or uh, no? It was the you know, Teamsters. Now this is killing me, though, man. Oh, this is cool though. Justice for janitors. That's kind of catchy. That's what they that's what they called it. I think they, that's yeah. what the group was. But it was a, a I, I subset of It's killing me, man. Go ahead. Of no, whatever whatever union that was. Now somebody will tweet us with it. Uh-huh. But 
So what they did... SEIU. SEIU. Thank you. Yes. SEIU came down. They were the janitors for justice. And and they started this citywide protest. And what they liked to do was in the main streets of Houston, the main thoroughfares where traffic sucks already. We all know that in Houston. Traffic is terrible to begin with. They would drive these flatbed trucks into the middle of the intersection and then dump garbage into it. Oh, my gosh. Like piles and piles and piles of garbage. PETA dumped a truckload of manure in the middle of the busiest intersection in Atlanta during rush hour traffic one morning. So how do you... You're not... Winning friends and influencing people that way. You You are are pissing everybody off. Everybody. Anybody that you hoped to get on your side, they're not going to gone. It was the weirdest tactic I've ever seen. I was so angry with it. And we talked about it every day, and others were. I mean, the whole town was just pissed off at SEIU. But now, again, you know, their point is to make you aware of the problem, right? So they don't care. But I just sided with the other people now. I'm aware of the problem, but I'm not helping you out on it. That's for darn sure. Same thing with this vegan deal. Stuck here at the highway. Same thing. Yeah, I, I, I just can't. Uh, I, I, I would want to confront them. Mm-hmm. I would want to confront them. I would too. And, but if I'm there with my wife, she's don't you, God, don't you get up. I don't know. Don't I you think, care. Don't you I care. think something mm-hmm. like that. You know, maybe maybe I just let my wife loose. Maybe I just, <laughs> would she be loose? Yeah, yeah. maybe she would. Because mm-hmm. there's, you know, that's the kind of stuff. It's like shut up. I know. Which is, I'm in here with my family. What are you doing? Yeah, and maybe if she gets there's no if she gets wound up, then I can sit back. You know, honey, oh, you, you should eat. confront them. Go. You could finish eating while she's taking care Thank of business you. and finish off her plate too. So. Oh, he's thought this through. It's perfect. I, it's perfect for you. I mean, it's like every every <laughs> night in the Fisher household. It just go check on that while I yeah. uh, finish your plate. All are right, you going to eat that? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, and what else you have for oh, uh, got, this chewing I, the I, fat? Total stuff. Really, all I want to do is we'll talk about what I really want to talk about in a couple of minutes. But we'll tell you a few stories first because what I really want to talk about is football. And we mm-hmm. haven't had an opportunity, Pat, to see you since this past weekend. And mm-hmm. What's coming up? And it's uh, I'm fascinated at the upcoming uh, <clears throat> college and professional season. But first of all, the highest paid TV hosts. All right. I'm, I, I'm always fascinated by who makes the most money. Mm-hmm. On television, so the top five earners of of television hosts, TV mm-hmm. hosts, number five, Steve Harvey, forty four million. Wow, wow. Ryan Seacrest, number four, seventy four million. Shh. At number four, Doctor Phil wow. coming in at number three, seventy seven and a half million. <laughs> For that one dumb show he does. <laughs> Talk to me about your mother. Wow. Ellen DeGeneres, $87.5 million. And coming in at number one. Number one. Number one. Who always comes in at number one the last few years? Oprah. No, not Oprah. No, Judge uh, Judy. Oh, Judy, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Judge yeah. Judy. Yeah. $147 million. A year? Yeah. <laughs> To sit up there and talk down to people. Oh, I year? want that gig badly. <laughs> she has decade more than wow. two decades. A boasted audience of ten million reruns, estimated at about a hundred million a year coming in. Wow! I mean, it's amazing. That's crazy. And I mean, why? That's not a good show. <laughs> but but <laughs> people watching, man. That is yes, not they do. A Day- good show. Daytime hosts, right? Daytime hosts have all the eyes. They put a note here where um, uh, Judge Judy constantly gets 10 million daily viewers. 
Dr. Phil gets about 4 million viewers every day. I mean, Hannity gets three. Maddow gets under three. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all right around 3 million every day. Yeah. And uh, they get the uh, they get the 18 to 49-year-olds. Jeez. I mean, they're, you know, you walk into any office. You know, this is where they, where they eat a lot, of, a lot of eyes, too, is you walk into almost any office. What are the, most of those uh, doctors' offices and Firestones and all those places have these shows on? I, I I think that used to be true. Now it seems to be HGTV wherever I go. Is something whatever's on HGTV is is usually on a doctor's. The, but those are easy, right? Yeah. Those are easy shows uh-huh. that everybody can sit down and and watch. That's where you're getting the eyes. Yeah, it's, but I mean, 147 million. That's a, that's a good that's a good year. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a decent year. You could probably do okay on that. <laughs> I would I think mean, so. It yeah. might be a struggle, you know, if you go out and have people heckling about vegan and beef. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, dictionary.com and uh, the Oxford dictionaries have come up with their words of the year. Uh, dictionary.com, 2018 word of the year, misinformation. The okay. Oxford dictionary has come up with their word of the year, Toxic. Hmm. I thought Britney Spears came up with that word yeah. a number of years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting to see their uh, their explanations of why those words are. Just I'll tweet those stories out uh, at Jeffy MRA. Are you going to? I also- may go into uh, uh, a little bit more coverage on uh, Chewing the Fat, my daily uh. podcast. For those of you that uh, missed it yesterday, we had a fascinating uh, podcast with the Mans, David and. Uh, Tamala Man. Hold on a we're second. Here. Yes. This next uh, thing you're talking about, I want you to mix in the words uh, misinformation and toxic somewhere in there, if you could, please. Okay. okay. Uh, when you listen to the podcast yeah. uh, from yesterday, uh, Chewing the Fat, mm-hmm. uh, you'll see just how much misinformation is spread. Okay. All right? And uh, by the end of that podcast, you'll probably want to listen to Britney Spears' Toxic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good effort yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, where, yeah, brilliant. Right. Well, where can you find your podcast? Though I don't even know where to go. Where do you go to get that podcast? Oh, you can go. Uh, you can get Chewing the Fat podcast uh, at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Okay. Anywhere, anywhere. a free podcast are sold. Okay. Very, very good. Very clear. Very uh, did you catch the uh, Tiger Woods uh, uh, Phil pay per view yeah. match? On golf. By the on time Friday. I knew it was on, it was. Over. I know. Seriously, it, I people didn't, didn't even start realize tweeting it. about it until it was like over. It was fantastic, and it was. Uh, they were charging nineteen ninety nine, and uh, Tiger and Phil were having this. Wait, it was on pay per view. Yes. Now oh, here. Well, I, I'm no, out. no, no. I'm they out. paid it out. Well, no, you weren't. <laughs> okay. Not this one because uh, they had some bunch of glitches, and mm. people were getting logged out, couldn't mm. log on. So Comcast and Time Warner refunded. All the people that had paid the nineteen ninety nine, everyone, and all the people watched it free that day that were on, that already watched okay, it. Wow, but I didn't have any... that's a lot of money. Wow, because yeah. Tiger Tiger and Phil were playing for nine million. They reportedly paid ten million for the deal. But I love the idea. Who won? Uh, Phil. I love the idea because it was a ma- uh, it was a match where they were they were all, both mic'd up. Walking, oh, making side bets. Uh, it'd be fun. You know, that's a good idea. I want to go see right. That I mean, it's yeah, a good it idea to have those guys walk the course and make bets and and make jokes and hear was, them. Up. Was Tiger's mic on a uh, delay? <laughs> it's very possible. Now they said they claimed uh, when it when it kicked off they had seven hundred fifty thousand. Uh, wow! Already, already different separate IP addresses. And on. and at twenty bucks a piece. <laughs> they I mean, lost that, a lot of money on that. You ain't lying. Oof, that's painful. Yeah. All right, we'll do more with uh, Chewing the Fat coming up here in a second. But 
we've got the holidays coming up as well and no doubt the the food festival is already on if it's if your house is anything like mine there's already food everywhere all day long huh. and uh so that you don't gain 5 10 15 50 100 pounds during this time of year here is something that can help ensure that you don't riduzone uh riduzone is a safe natural fda acknowledged dietary supplement they, they extracted OEA out of olive oil, and so this boosts your metabolism and reduces your appetite. How much is an oil drum full of riduzone? Because I think that's what I need at my house right now. <laughs> I'm not sure if it comes in the oil drum, but you can get a three-month supply. <laughs> okay, good. For 30% off if you use the offer code PAT. So, yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. For about a buck thirty-nine a day, Riduzone can help you get through the holidays. Go to riduzone.com, enter the promo code PAT, and yes... Get that 30% off three-month supply. RidUZone.com. Offer code PAT. Pat Gray Unleashed. Continuing to chew the fat with Jeff Fisher. All right, well, you talked a little bit about the holiday season and uh, how much food we have. And before we move on to uh, move on to football, we've got a couple, uh, one, one, uh, holiday plan here for you that'll help you in your eating plan, which I didn't know existed, but now exists. It's called the Christmas dinner. And it's your Christmas dinner in a can. Pat, you don't even have to worry about it. You look uh, If you're watching on Blaze Television, you'll see the uh, Christmas dinner. Mm. Uh, and doesn't it look good? Mm. And yes. you just get yourself, buy a couple of cans oh. and pass them on the table. <laughs> that looks oh, good, that looks doesn't it? That horrific. I may dinner. join the protesters, those vegan protesters, <laughs> if they protested that. Is that for real? Yes. That's oh, not just a joke. Come no. on. That's unbelievable. So you get what? All of it in a can? Yeah. You get the turkey, the gravy, the mashed potatoes. Looks mm. good. Oof. That, that does not look good at all. Nasty. That's something you wouldn't eat. It does not look good at all. It looks almost like some of the nasty. Yeah, eat? nastiness. Mm. You know what? We should <laughs> well, order it. We should buy buy a can and, and get him to eat it. I mean, all righty, let's just right? take a look get him to eat. That's it. a great Mikey idea for it. Friday. Christmas, Christmas in a can. Mm. Yum, yum. I mean, mm. that looked really delicious, mm. right? Didn't it? Mm. That did. Oh, good <laughs> lord! I don't appreciate the get him to eat. Part, but... <laughs> okay. All right, so we can talk a little bit of football. I know. Look, hey, one thing that I did find out that I love. Mm-hmm. All right, before we, I know you don't want to talk about it, Pat. So it's okay. I we'll, really don't. Okay. Well, we'll talk about. I'll talk about other teams. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You know, we had uh, uh, Merrill Hodge in I here. I talked to him for an, at least an hour after. I, I could have spent the day talking yeah. to him. Such an easy to talk to guy. Yeah, so is. down to earth. And his son plays for BYU. His son and his nephew both play yeah. for BYU. His son's a quarterback, like a dual threat quarterback. And his nephew is a, a great lineman yeah. who uh, transferred from Notre Dame to BYU. Uh, and so the BYU... Uh, made his son switch from quarterback because they've got seven quarterbacks. I don't. It's just weird a recruiting. Bit of a recruiting issue. Yeah, it is a recruiting issue. And so they had seven. He wasn't. They didn't think the best of them, and so they they switched him to running back, which really, really pissed off Merrill. And he's not ashamed to talk about it. No, he's not. <laughs> he's, no, he's not. We he's a, angry about that. We had a lot of fun, and he's got some ideas. Uh, he's got some other ideas that we talked about uh, at length about this. Players being able to move, mm-hmm. uh, move around to different schools. Yeah, to and, transfer. Uh, yeah, and what uh, you know, the NCAA holds them up that year. Yeah, well, it's a and tough it's, issue because you know you, you just have chaos if you make it easy. If you can like leave and play right away, 
that's after the universities invested all that time and effort in you and they've not recruited other people because they knew you were coming i don't it's not very fair i don't know i think i think it's it's uh you know the only thing that isn't doable we talked about because you let the coaches do it right mm-hmm. the coaches do it and if i'm a coach and i recruited you and then i leave you're screwed that's a different thing yeah that's a different okay? thing. so but the only problem you should have options if the if there's a coaching change right mm-hmm. and there and so maybe i'm not saying that you can leave like it's mid-season and okay i'm going to usc now mm-hmm. uh no but i mean you could switch at the end of the season and go to another you know so you start the the new season you don't have to wait are you talking year. about the co- coaching change or for any reason uh, i mean we're, let's, let's stick thing, with, with coaching change yeah, right now because any reason that would lead to chaos I don't know, though, because Chaos. the NCAA still only has so many scholarships they give a school. Yeah. They've already got scholarships given out at other schools. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe – I don't know that it would, would create that chaos that you think about. Mm, it's already kind of chaotic. People are doing it right and left all the time now. Like uh, Utah, who we just lost to in one of the most painful uh, football Dude, games. Geez. Of all freaking time, I'm uh, I am so happy that I spent a, a lot of that game with the uh, LSU on a different game. Texas, <laughs> yeah, I wish game. I would have. But uh, <laughs> Utah had a situation where they recruited and and signed one of the best quarterbacks uh, coming out of high school in the country, Jack Tuttle, and so he said, "Look, if you even talk to other quarterbacks, I'm going to back out of my commitment." So they didn't. They only recruited Think him. About it. They brought him in. He didn't win the starting job. It's just his freshman year. He left already. He left. Wow. That's cocky. So the one guy you had is now gone. What are you? You're left that's holding a, the bag. That sucks. I know, but that's a that's a coaching issue too. We need we need to investigate uh, some of this football stuff a little bit further. We'll <laughs> maybe keep Jeffy over. Beware, Pat Gray is unleashed. Extended. Chewing the fat with uh, Jeffy here because we just we got a lot of things to to cover uh, from the long I know weekend. Long, I know it was a long break. Your trivia was right on Wednesday. Oh, that's We're right. ten and two. Did we even mention that? I don't. I think don't so. know, but I mean, it was fantastic. Ten and two on the year. Tremendous. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Minnesota, New England, this uh, Friday at eight a.m. Eastern. By the way, all right. Day after tomorrow, Good Minnesota, game. New England. The game, we, the game to watch this week is always going to be uh, New Orleans-Dallas, right? Tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a good NFL. Thursday night matchup. Yeah. That's a good game. New Orleans is good. They might be the best team in football. I mean, I watched that game last week on Thanksgiving, and you throw the, I, that Drew Brees can throw a ball into the clouds and somebody catches it for, yeah. him, for New Orleans, man. It's amazing. Yeah. Those guys catch footballs. Yeah. <laughs> And he's pretty good. He, yeah, I'm not he puts saying, it where no. they can Yes, catch I understand that. But I've seen teams have all season long college and pro man mm-hmm. throw passes that Drew Brees is throwing. And, the, and, and they're and not catching up on the ground. Yeah, that's true. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, so uh, the the painful weekend that was a rivalry weekend yeah. because uh, my BYU Cougars were up 20 to nothing at the half. 27 Dude. to seven late in the third quarter. 28 unanswered And lost the game 35-27. Oh, she's so heartbreaking. And so the hotshot guy, offensive coordinator they hired from LSU, needs to go. He's terrible. He's a terrible play caller. 
Terrible. And I know it's only been a year, but why waste another year with this guy when you can see that he can't get the job done? Bye-bye. I know. It's frustrating. Bye-bye. It's frustrating to talk about coaching changes in college because it brings so much upheaval to the program. But Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, there, at some point, I mean, how long is uh, you got to cut your losses? You got to cut and run. Been there what three years? Kalani, now? this is his third. Okay, the head coach. Yeah, this Kalani's is his third, right? Yeah. So uh-huh. he's made a couple of changes that are his. T- it's his team now. Yeah, oh for sure. And, uh, and you know, he's not doing a good job no. with it. Now the the players have actually shown that they can play with most any team. I, they probably couldn't play with Al- Alabama. They couldn't hang. Uh, with nobody's them. playing with them. But who cares? But, that's, yeah, that's different. nobody does. So, but I think most teams in the country, I think they've shown a pretty absolutely pretty good talent. Absolutely. Just the coaching decisions are so awful, and to lose Agreed. for the eighth straight time to Utah is unacceptable. It's unacceptable, and coaches all over the country when they do that get fired. Yeah, they do. So yeah, they do, and I watched that, that last time. Uh, fourth quarter. If you, if you think your your tweets and posts don't make a difference, I was watching uh, at the fourth quarter of that game, and the announcers were going on and on and on about the greatness of Utah. I couldn't freaking tell. Ah. So I tweeted Fox mm-hmm. Sports, and I tweeted the announcers, and I was like, I got it. <laughs> okay, Utah's great. And then I, I got it, and, and I said, you know, but and I, then I, I actually tweeted him again saying, but 28 unanswered points, go ahead and talk about Utah. <laughs> but, the, I mean, but when they came back from the break, they actually started praising BYU a little bit. They gave BYU yeah. a little bit of love. Yeah. I thought, okay, good. Yeah, maybe at least it had a little an impact. Something. Yes, I wonder if a little they, something they might they, watch Twitter they have to. a little they, bit. They, I mean, they certainly yeah. talked about it a lot during the LSU uh, Texas A and M game. That was unbelievable because Twitter uh, and social media <laughs> was on fire. Yeah, well, because on fire LSU got screwed, flat out screwed Huge. in that game, like two or three times. Yes, with referee decisions. should have never gone to overtime. For some and reason, the clock goes to zero. They won Oops. the game, and they've given them an extra second to get oh. another play in. Wait. Unbelievable. What? Unbelievable. Like, there was time left on the clock. No, Maybe. there wasn't. And there was no time. Jeez. No time on the clock. It was amazing it was game. Painful. It's painful. But here's an interesting uh, little thing that I saw, and I, I sent this to you last night, but it looks, I mean, it's a possibility. Yeah. Sporting News has predicted that BYU and Missouri will play in the Independence Possible. Bowl. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. But Until look. the game began. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Missouri's really good this year. Yeah, Missouri's in a tough they're spot. Really good. I was looking at some of their bowl games that they that they're you know predicted to go to, and they're in a tough spot because at eight and four, and the teams, the games that they've you know should have won. I mean, they should be ten and two. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously every team should be you know more better than they are. That's what the fans think. But they've lost. You know, they lost two games last play of the games. Yeah. So. Um, they're in a tough spot because they're eight and four, and the teams that are above them are going to be playing in big bowls, if not playoff games. So you mm. know you got it. That so the teams mm-hmm. that you want them to play, they can't play. Yeah, and the teams that they're going to play, you feel like, well, that isn't really a good matchup. So where are they projected? Projected uh, other than they, they might end up at the Outback Bowl in Tampa, which would be Against... a good game. That'd be fun. Um, the, I forget who they said for the Outback Bowl. Um, uh, like a power Oklahoma State. Oh, okay, that wouldn't be bad. Uh, They're pretty good, but I think that Outback Bowl that wasn't the Outback Bowl, but they might play Oklahoma State in mm. one of the bowls because Outback Bowl is Big Ten SEC. So that would mean that they would have to play somebody from the Big Ten, which not bad. 
No, that's not that's a, bad. That's a good matchup. The, yeah, be, be a good matchup. I, you know, look, BYU's a good team too, right? Yeah, See, you're are. in a good. That's what are. I'm saying. Yeah, but Missouri's in a tough spot because BYU's mm-hmm. six and six, but they're still a pretty good team. Yeah. And well, they Missouri's should be ten and same, two, frankly. They should be ten and two. Right. If they right. won the games, they should have so, won. Actually, that's not a bad. It's not a bad matchup. But mm-hmm. they also try. You know, those bowl committees try. Like BYU and Missouri played a couple years ago. Yeah. And then they've got another game coming up in a couple years. So they've you know they try to yeah. break that out and keep those teams away from each other. And that's tough to do. It is tough. Yeah. Um, all right, I got some other stories here that I thought were right up your alley. Uh, <laughs> this oh, no. is unbelievable. Oh no! Now you know who uh, Kate Beckinsale is, right? Love Kate. Yeah, love Kate. Who doesn't? Yeah, I mean, she's a little thin for me. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, she's just skin and bones. Yeah, I don't know about that. But <laughs> she's, she's fantastic in many different. It's ways. It's embarrassing sometimes the way she looks at me. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I will say, yeah, that. I know that. Really? Uh, hmm. So anyway, in a social media post about. Uh, she posted about she just got a <laughs> penis facial uh, made from liquefied foreskins of Korean infants. I, what is happening? That is amazing. Is, is that, that true? That's one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. She posted a photo of herself to Instagram, and the caption was, After a long flight, I do like to lie down and be covered in a mask of liquefied cloned foreskins. Frankly, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Uh, the 45-year-old actress thanked beautician Georgia Louise for the amazing facial. I especially liked you reassuring me it would be light on penis as it was my first time. She since deleted the bizarre post. I bet. Uh, because she got a little... A little feedback? A little feedback. Yeah, a little feedback for A, being out of touch with the world. Yeah. Uh-huh. Completely out of touch with the world, right? She's got way too much money. She's living in the Hollywood dream world, yep. traveling the globe. And doing and, something really weird and, and exotic ta- like and, this. And talking with her friends about, oh, yes, I've got oh, Carlos's new penis facial. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, I guess the article says it's, it's a real really thing. popular. Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. Among the Hollywood elite. I'm sure it is. Because somebody has, has told them, you know, it'll make you look younger and prettier. And we've got foreskin yeah. from... From a Southeast Asia penises. Well, they that are. I mean, it's agonizing. Explain that it includes a serum made from the stem cells of Korean infants' foreskins. The stem cells <laughs> boost collagen production and create a more youthful, fine line free uh, face. Do. See, this is this is the pork industry saying we don't know what to do with the hooves. Oh, let's grind them up and put them in burgers. Okay, I I love one of the. One of the tweets that she got afterward. Um, let's see That's if I can amazing. find it. It's so great. I mean, if it works, though, and it's cheap. Right? <laughs> but you know it's not cheap. Somebody named Robbie Starbuck uh, tweeted out, and this sums it all up. What planet am I on? <laughs> Who the hell even thought to try to use discarded foreskin from baby circumcisions <laughs> As a skin care treatment. It's, it's, that's what I mean, though, because it's, 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 it's instead of throwing it away, right? Instead uh-huh. of trash. I guess. Let's I see if we can make a buck think, off this. Yeah. So we can make a lot, apparently. And so, you know, you've got these these uh, beauticians and these people all that want to be younger. And you've got people like Kate Beckinsale that doesn't know what to do with their money. Mm-hmm. And they 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 want to be they want to save their youth and be young forever, just like the rest of us. Beautiful as she was, just like the rest of us. She was twenty five. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if somebody tells her, "Hey, for forty grand, you know, after a long trip, you've been working and struggling out in the weather, 
mm. come home and put Korean f- penises on your face. It'd be great. Really gross. It's agonizing. Yeah. Um, if we could, let's cut back on the uh, okay. P word. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. It just, I think it's always a good safety tip to use that word as little as possible. Okay. Even though it is a scientifically appropriate word. I know, I know. It just seems harsh, it doesn't does, it? It does, and I apologize. It seems harsh. It does, and, I, and the last time was actually seemed even harsher. So I apologize. Because <laughs> yes, you said it with em- emphasis, and, and it kind of made it a little okay, harsher. I'm sorry. Also, there's this from Australia. Uh, when you're walking around, you're likely to see now um, traffic signals featuring apparently uh, gay uh, oh, designs. Oh, nice. Good. So we're, we're being appropriate on the signs, yeah. too. Walking same-sex couple signals uh, were installed <laughs> in green pedestrian lights in a suburb of Australia's capital earlier this month as part of a city initiative. To recognize the diversity of the community. Wasn't the point of those signs that they're all unisex? I thought so. That was the uh, whole deal? I thought so. But there's... There it is. There's uh, what look it at that cute like. couple there on that the Blaze cute TV. couple holding hands, walking across the, <laughs> walking across the street together. <laughs> Malcolm Snow, the chief executive officer of the City Renewal Authority, said eight green pedestrian lights were installed as part of a project to renew uh, the town, Braddon, uh, he said this is this first location was selected because Braden has distinctively been the place of celebration <laughs> for Canberra's LGBTQIA community. Mm-hmm. Uh, a year ago, we saw this area filled with people, color, and joy after the country voted overwhelmingly in favor of marriage equality, and so they decided oh. to put the little symbols in the traffic signals. That's beautiful. So, well, That's beautiful. It is. It right? is. It is beautiful. beautiful. It is beautiful. But you want every person represented in your traffic signals, right? Who cares? <laughs> I just want to. I want to. I want to see some traffic signals with a, wheelchair people. Does the traffic yeah. signs actually mean anything to anyone? Now, I'm not, and I'm being serious. Okay, mm-hmm. so you come up to a corner to cross. If there's traffic, you know, obviously in the cities, you have to wait for the light to turn, mm-hmm. so the traffic is going in the opposite direction of you know the same direction as you to mm-hmm. cross. But if no traffic is on the roads, I'm crossing. And, whether and you're or not standing you there looking at waiting for that traffic light, you need some sort of help. You yeah. should be checked. I, and look how ridiculous it is. Is there anybody that was clamoring for? Hey, we want to be right. represented in the traffic. I mean, no. the, the traffic signal you had before wasn't necessarily heterosexual. It's just telling us to go. It's just a representation of people. Right. Period. And, and they made them all unisex. That was the yeah. point. And now you have to be identified by your sexual preference on a traffic signal? It's asinine. There was so much so Can I go ridiculous. if I'm not LGBTQA? No, you can't. Those I have to just stand here and wait for my particular light? You have to wait till the heterosexual comes yeah. out. Okay. How do I know when he's heterosexual? You, you do. I, I don't know. He's you just do. not holding hands with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Maybe asexual at that point. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not a heterosexual sign no, now. Right. Bizarre. Absolutely really bizarre. Bizarre. And he's making calling out a neighborhood for being a, a particular place for the LGBTQIA people. Yeah. Ooh, agonizing. It is. It is. Uh, and so is this. Faculty at Oakland University in suburban Detroit have received hockey pucks now, and they're being trained how to use them to stop active shooters. So, so they actually are doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the story a month ago, a few months ago, about schools wanting to put buckets 
in the room, mm-hmm. right? filled with rocks, you know, filled with rocks, rocks yeah. and use the bucket to go to the bathroom if they yeah. had to be locked in Instead, the room. This university's going with hockey pucks. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> They've already distributed eight hundred. Uh, university. I mean, it might work. University police chief uh, Mark Gordon says to fight effectively, faculty and students need to be prepared to throw heavy objects. <laughs> Uh, he says pucks fit the bill and can conveniently be carried in briefcases or backpacks. You start getting pounded with about 50 of those hockey pucks, you'll be thinking twice, yeah, my friend. you would, I guess. Yes, you would. I guess you would. But you know what else would work? Well, tell me, is there anything you could possibly think of that would uh, work better than this? A gun. Yeah, get a gun. Get a gun to the faculty members. Yeah, but the, uh, but the, the hockey they, pucks. The, not, yeah, and the, the, the hockey guns puck, aren't going to fit the, in the briefcase. Yeah, the hockey puck, yes, right? It actually could. The odds what? are the hot. No, the... No, it doesn't fit. In the, no, no, it doesn't. No. Shut up. <laughs> no, it actually does. does yeah, not. it does. It does. It fits in the backpack and the briefcase. How about a bucket full of guns? Hmm? That might be a, a bucket bit more. full of guns. No, I, I, right, but their their thought is is that everybody throws hockey pucks and nobody dies. Right, right. Even right. the shooter doesn't die. So are they going to uh, disperse Stupid. hockey sticks too? Yeah, yeah so you got to like slap shot. Oh, yeah. hey, hold on there, yeah. guy. Hold on. Oh, and boom. no, that's a security guard. Oh. And then only the security, be only the security guard yeah, gets the shoot. Then you could be penalized in the classroom for high sticking, uh, right. which might be terrible. You know, right. but I there, but there was a shooter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't penalty matter. box may be safer. Penalty box. It may be safer. Get in it. You know, it's, that, that, that glass, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know? it's so it's so ridiculous. But it does. I mean, I can see how they could would justify that as uh, being as being okay. Non lethal. I give yeah. up on the world, man. But it's. Yeah, I, know. I know. But one of the things you can do, though, uh-huh. is uh, I, I have a uh, – I saw this, which is a great Christmas present that I think I may be buying my kids. It's the uh, <clears throat> brand-new line of toys, the MAGA building blocks. Now, it's not Legos, but they're the Lego wannabes, mm-hmm. and you can have your kids build the uh, build the wall. Yeah, oh. uh, if you on Blaze Television, you have the box of mm. the Blaze. It is <laughs> that, looks, that looks suspiciously like Legos. Right it there. does look suspiciously like Legos, and there oh, are yeah. fake Legos out there. Are there really? But, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Is Legos upset about this? Because they really look it's like a, Legos. It's an internet thing, so they probably mm. are, but I don't know how tough it is to be for them to shut that site down. Yeah. You know, because they're selling all kinds of other goods, and so one of their one of their toys is the Lego knockoff set of Build the Wall. They're just building blocks. I'm surprised we haven't heard more about that being racist and xenophobic, and mm-hmm. you can't offer kids the chance to be xenophobic and hateful. Ooh. But they did. Right. So far, they're still on, right? They right. haven't been shut yeah, down no, yet. No, they have not been shut down. Yeah. And uh, also, we have uh, one of the good things is, you know, since we have uh, college football coming to an end, which is the season went by way too fast. Oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. NFL is, you know, we've got, we're in the last big push for the NFL what, season. five games left is mm-hmm. all? Yeah. Before the playoffs. Before the playoffs. And then, you you know, you end up into the Super Bowl. But in February, we have the new uh, Alliance of American Football League starting. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm a big fan. Uh, you know, we have eight teams, right? You have Atlanta, Birmingham, Orlando, uh, San Diego, Arizona, Salt Lake, San Antonio, Memphis mm. are uh, the pro teams. So, And they start the week after the Super Bowl, right? February 9th. So I wonder if the NFL has an investment so they'd just be advertising it during the Super Bowl saying, hey, come to watch over here. be interesting to see. I, I, I don't know if the NFL would want of course, they're not competing head to head. No, I think comp- it's part. I think I think there's a lot of former NFL folks involved with that. Yes, so there I are. I think it's kind of hand in hand. But that, I, I, I'm sure that they they're thinking of it as a, a some sort of a, yeah, let them play if they if they're good enough, we'll take them. Yeah, some sort of farm <laughs> league yeah, yeah. kind of situation. And, and why not? You know, if they're playing on Saturdays in the in the 
offseason of NFL. Okay. Oh, they play on Saturdays? Well, that's the 2-9 is a Saturday, right? February 9th is a Saturday. That's when they say it's starting. Mm. That's so a good idea. Fun. Not trying to do this Sunday thing like the NFL right. does. Doing it in the spring. That eh, might be good. I know. Might we'll be see. worth watching. Yeah. I mean, we are always jonesing so badly for football. Or something. Maybe might we'll... Might be something. Okay, at least I got this. Or you're going to end up, you know, doing a pay-per-view with Tiger on the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me ask you something. How's your preparation going? Are you prepared for, uh, let's say, some sort of weather disaster, or a big big storm that comes into town and shuts things down for two or three or four days? Do you have enough food on hand that no matter what happens, you and your family are going to eat, whether FEMA's there or not, for four days? For four days? Yeah, no, we're not going to no. make it. So that's where my Patriot Supply comes in. This is the best way to get prepared. They have delicious food. It lasts for 25 years in storage. And right now, they're offering their lowest price of the year on two popular emergency food kits. Go to my special website, preparewithpat.com, and check them both out and place your order. Preparewithpat.com. Preparing with my Patriot Supply is the really smart thing to do. Again, really good food. You know, and you always hear, well, if you're hungry enough, you'll eat anything. I know, but you don't have to. You can eat really delicious things like fettuccine Alfredo. It's fantastic stuff. Um, Do it now at preparewithpat.com. That's preparewithpat.com. He's got no time for morons except Friday. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where 08CBR1000 tweets. And this is in reference to uh, Al Gore saying the, the Parathacord sent a strong signal that we're doing something about the environment. So he tweets, um, he or she, what if I signal, strongly signal, I'm going to start a conversation? <laughs> Well, yeah. then, well, then, you know, you then, do a lot of damage that way. Yeah. Then. Oh, yeah. That uh, might be the key to uh, I love solving the L2 all the because he throws the he throws it to the beginning that quick. You're correct. Then move on. Move on. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. We were on. That's yeah. correct. Then we move on. So you're right. I'm wrong. Completely wrong. However, uh-huh. that's the signal. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's correct. listen to him do that here. Even if all 195 if. nations on 194 met their mm. targets, it still wouldn't solve the problem. Uh, th- that is correct. Heck, however, <laughs> that, that, that is correct. However, <laughs> we're done. Yeah, that's correct, but so, <laughs> so uh, I don't care. All right, Ark Builders Pennsylvania uh, tweets: Reading this tweet will not enhance the inter- entertainment value of your show, but it will send a signal to other <laughs> listeners that their tweets could be read on the air. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Uh, yes. Smallmouth Bass Kurt tweets: Actually, I think someone is now putting Lindsey Graham because he. He's done some things that make sense lately. In a cage and poking him with sticks to make him mean. Mm. Whoever it is, good job. (laughs) And from Keystone Pig, uh, Keystone Pig tweets out, if cow farts are harmful to the planet, doesn't that mean that meat eaters are doing more for the environment by killing off cows? There you go. I've never understood that either. Because, yeah, cow farts were said to be one of the uh, biggest causes. The methane gas, right, is one of the biggest causes of... Yeah, Global I mean, warming. I mean, greenhouse United, gas. The European Union has now started feeding their cattle stuff that is supposed to uh, help that. eliminate that. Right. Agonizing. Yeah. 
ridiculous. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, you know, animal farts, uh, that brings us to this story that we've... <laughs> what story is that? That we've kind of been marinating in for like a week. <laughs> uh, two pro dart players yeah. have accused each other of <laughs> farting on stage yeah. during a match. They're mad. <laughs> they were really mad. This was like the, semi, the semifinals. And the one guy was... Really upset. Yeah, Dutch player Wesley Harms said, I'll take me, it'll take me two nights to lose this smell from my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Now, he got, he was beaten 10 to 2 by Scotland's Gary Anderson. Harms chalked up his foul play to a fragrant smell, which he deduced came from the Scotsman's bowels. But Anderson, who has admitted to passing gas during matches in the past, in the past, past. insisted he was innocent of uh, this particular yeah. offense. If if the boy thinks I've farted, <laughs> he's a thousand and ten percent wrong. Right. Uh, now this guy's ranked number four, the number four dart player in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got some skills. And uh, he moved on to the quarterfinals. And he said, I swear respect. on my children's lives that it was not my fault. I had a bad stomach once on stage before, and and I admitted it. So I'm not going to lie about farting on stage. <laughs> I mean, if there's no rules, right? There's no rules up there. That's just that's just a friendly decorum, right? Yeah, we're back to uh, you know people being nice to each other, and it's a championship, so you don't do it. Well, I've been told but this is what I would do it. Dart players do. Yeah, I would do it. I, I've I've been told that's, that's part, part of the, the game. game. Yeah, that they Live do this on purpose to distract. Heck yeah. The guy. That's what I've been. T- I, I, I've never been in competitive dart championships. So well, you can I don't say it with a little sure. bit more respect than what you did. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he said, "It sounds like you don't think it's that big of a sport." He continued. Mm-hmm. Usually, if I fart on stage, I s myself. I've told you that before. <laughs> oh no, no! <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I mean, one hundred. I mean, come on now. That's. Uh, I mean, right? It, that's nasty. What kind of? And but it does bring to mind. Yes, it does. Um. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. Yes, it does. You huh? pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. dart player without Roker I could barely being. get through the parade, by the way, with him this <laughs> mm-hmm. year. Oh, I know. I know. He kind of wrecked it. it was, kind of wrecked it. Now, the, only, the saving grace was Hoda, though. I know it. Yeah, Hoda, Hoda saves it all. She's terrific. Hoda saves it all. And it was it her all. first time. I know. And yet, still terrific. Saves it all. Pat Gray. Unleashed. Welcome. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. And uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, there's a new craze that's kind of sweeping the country. It's this uh, electronic sports thing, esports. Hmm. Apparently, there's huge money to be made by the participants. And I guess uh, people go crazy for these events where they just they come to a venue and uh it's in a huge arena a lot of times and you watch guys play video games on a big screen uh that i i can't believe it's a thing but it is i mean that's what little kids i mean kids growing up today they gather around yeah and they watch someone on a handheld and it's just weird very, very strange but they're selling out arenas wow from CBS 11, uh, here's a report on an eSports stadium just opening up in the DFW area. Check 
this out. Very Arlington strange. is now home to North America's largest gaming facility. The city's convention oh. center was transformed into eSports Stadium Arlington. Today, the $10 million, 100,000 square foot facility. 100,000 square feet. Its inaugural event. Wow. Professional gamers, coaches, monitors, and more dotted the stage in front of a poorly lit, sold-out audience who stared and cheered as on-screen terrorists and counter-terrorists eliminated each other. Smoke added to the scene. It's majestic. It might as well be the ninth wonder of the world when you come to an event like this. This event is the eSports Championship Series semifinals of no. Counter-Strike, a popular first-person okay. shooter game. Sure. The league is structured much like the business of traditional sports. There are 20 teams, in this case, across North America and Europe. Each team has an owner. Players are paid, there are sponsors, and it's popular. Not only were a thousand or so fans in attendance, but tens of thousands streamed online. I'm super pumped. I'm just what? glad that we've opened the doors. We're getting people funneled in. Jonathan Othum, the founder and president of Engage Esports, helped set up the 10-year lease with Arlington. My dream is to pack this house out every weekend to expand and grow this venue to a 20 to 60,000 seating venue one day so we can compete with the NFLs, MLBs, etc. of the world. $750,000 in prize wow. money is on the line. The players do not take it lightly, according to one expert in competitive gaming. A lot of these teams have uh, mental coaches, they have nutritionists, uh, they have people that prepare them to come to this competition and perform at their best. In addition what? to the city being able to host <laughs> events, recreational <laughs> gamers can it. come and play seven days a week. It brings me community. And uh -huh. for some of those that don't have too much to hold on to, I have this family that I can always come to and count on to log in and ready wow. to go every night of the week, anytime, anywhere. Attention dorks. Your event is waiting for you in Arlington, Texas. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> okay, so some of the players have hired nutritionists. What what kind of diet do you need to use your thumbs on a <laughs> that would be that would be plenty of Red Bull. Yeah. Keep you up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Probably some beef jerky. Probably. Uh, but, maybe, um, maybe some Twinkies. Twinkies I, would be good. That's that good. I don't know. There. That's amazing though. I will say And there's a lot of money to be had. That with each passing day, stories mm -hmm. like that, I feel more and more out of touch with reality. Oh, completely, yeah. I, I don't understand. Look how young this. the guy was who leased this venue. It's, it was uh, I mean, the Arlington Convention Center holds a lot. Of, it's 100,000 square feet. And you turned it into an eSports thing and sold out the event. 20,000 people. Oh, amazing. He wants to sell this thing out. And he's apparently going to be. Well, he wants to expand to 50 to 60,000 and compete with NFL games on Sundays. Jeez. I get and it. And he'll probably do it. This is, I guess, this is a really fast growing and uh, super popular thing. I don't know why you'd want to watch somebody else. Play right? a video game. Why would you want to? I mean, I love to play them. It's fun. I haven't kind of swore them off a long time ago because I was so obsessed with it. Really? But Tell me about it. Yeah, I know. We have a couch here. You could lay down mm. and I could ask you some questions. Yeah, I don't want to. So you got, like, mm -mm. you had a... Like I had a... Bad problem with video no, game addiction? I played or? too much and so I stopped. Wow. Like how many hours the, a day the would you end. log? <laughs> I want to know I'd, more. I don't know. What uh, games were they? 23 hours a day probably. Yeah. 23. Mm -hmm. How, yeah, how long ago like was this obsession? Um, last week, but I stopped. Uh, just stopped. So, 
Uh, why did you stop? Because uh-huh. it was 23 hours a day and okay. I couldn't do it but anymore. But you're here for many hours a day. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't it's watch weird. I don't I, see you playing. I'm playing a video game right now as I'm talking. So, oh, so you've started again. Yeah. I'm, yes. You do have a problem. I do. Should I gather around and watch you play right now? <laughs> what games would you play? But, Seriously, sports games or something yeah, like just, that? Like the only thing I played was, was uh, the NCAA football game. That's it. That's all I played. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've 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 gone through those stretches. Yeah, I mean, I haven't yeah. had time to play in years. But yeah, uh, you don't. When you're doing this, you you really don't. But but it's amazing because you know while you might enjoy playing it, why mm-hmm. would you want to watch somebody else do it? Never. But that's just it. And then you pay to watch somebody else do it. What I don't understand at a, is at a big arena. Yes, yes, yes. Weird. But like. Uh, my nieces and nephews will, will, will spend some time with us, and you know, one of them will be playing a video game, mm-hmm. and the other eleven are just crowded around like it's a front row seat. I gotta get, we gotta see this, this oh, really? game that they're playing, and it's like, wow, it's seventy five degrees and sunny outside. Yeah. Go play. Yeah, it's madness, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's interesting. I mean, we've it's it's a different world now. Triple eight nine hundred Also. Fully automated and autonomous lethal weapons systems, according to the Vatican, must be banned now before they become a reality in tomorrow's wars. Uh, This is kind of interesting. It might sound because the headline was the Vatican wants to ban killer robots. So it sounded sort of ridiculous. But when you look at it as uh, robotic weapons, the development of robotic weapons or killer robots provide the capacity of altering irreversibly they say the nature of warfare becoming more detached from human agency putting in question the humanity of our societies according to archbishop ivan jerkovich uh that's what he said at the u.n in geneva um he's a vatican observer to the u.n and at a meeting of uh the convention on prohibitions or restrictions on the use of certain conventional weapons uh, he said that we've got to get a handle on this before this is actually in place. Because if we don't do it now, it's going to be too late. Mm-hmm. And then these weapons systems can set themselves off. Apparently, there's AI built into it. And the weapons systems can learn when to launch wars. Okay. This is the same Pope that says that global warming is our biggest threat? Is yeah. The same well, guy? That's why I thought, mm-hmm. okay, this isn't <laughs> going to be good. But I mean, this kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, He said the Holy See has expressed its concerns on several occasions. Various proposals for possible concrete outcomes have been put forward. What these proposals have in common is the underlying need for a multilateral approach and the need to retain the human person at the heart of decisions exerting lethal force. That makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. We We don't think down the line like this very often and think, okay, well, AI sounds great, but what are there any you know, unintended consequences that could arise that might be harmful to people. Like, could AI decide that humans are a virus, as that does AI does in every single movie? Hello, Skynet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, The Matrix and uh, others. Um, the Vatican advocates the attitudes of precaution and prevention as being the only options that will ensure a sound and lasting outcome. In order to prevent an arms race and the Increase of inequalities and instability. It's imperative to act promptly. Now's the time to prevent uh, these weapons from becoming the reality of tomorrow's warfare. Yeah, I, you know, that might be something uh, we can perhaps agree on with uh, the Vatican because 
You know, the other thing that we are going to have to decide what to do with are our space weapons. If you start to weaponize space, that's going to become a dangerous uh, race as well. It's going to be an arms race that you better win or you could be in a lot of trouble. Uh, 888-933-93. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Let's go to Kevin in uh, Colorado. Uh, Kevin, you're on the blaze. Hi. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Doing well. Hey, I wanted to talk to you about the BYU football and Jeff Grimes, the offensive coordinator. Okay. I have a difference of opinion. I've known Jeff for several years when he was the offensive line coach at the University of Colorado for two years. Mm -hmm. Went to Auburn as offensive line coach, helped him win a national title. Went over to LSU as an offensive line coach and running game coordinator. Mm -hmm. And I'd be willing to bet, Pat, during that Utah game, the head coach told Jeff Grimes, knowing how Jeff thinks, hey, I want you to shorten this game and I want you to run the football. I I think, Pat, in my opinion, the Mm -hmm. responsibility lies with the head coach at BYU, not Jeff Grimes, the offensive coordinator. Well, that's where the the ultimate responsibility is always with the head coach. Um, But the play calling all year long, are you a BYU fan? Do you you watch the games? Unfortunately, I don't, Pat. I live in Colorado here. Yeah. You know, I followed them years ago when Lavelle Edwards was coach and Norm Cow, and I got their... Football, the good book, times. Uh, you know, West Coast offense that mm-hmm. they developed over there with Detmer and Young and mm-hmm. McMahon and those guys. Yep. Yeah, I, I appreciate the call. Uh, thanks, Kevin, and 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 the perspective. But I I don't know based on what I've seen all year long. <laughs> I, uh, it's uh, it's been it's been a tough year as far as uh, the call the plays being called uh, there, but uh we'll see it's not going to happen anyway because they're not going to make a decision that quickly on firing a coach i don't think it'd be why you triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three um hopefully a few weeks ago you caught glenn's program about home title fraud this is something that i didn't know anything about until just a few months ago when uh they came to us and said hey uh do you know about this let us show you how easy it is to steal the title to your house and take out a loan against it it takes them about 15 or 20 minutes. They just they transfer the information to a state quit title deed, and then they forge your signature. Then they can go take out a massive loan using your equity and stick you with the payments. Uh, really horrific if it happens to you. You don't want this to happen. If you own a home or if you own rentals, you have elderly parents, get Home Title Lock for just pennies a day. Uh, home Title Lock can put a virtual barrier around your home's title. And the instant they detect any sinister activity, they get on to help shut it down. Your home's title could already be compromised. You can find out by signing up at HomeTitleLock.com for your free title scan and report. It's a $100 value you're going to get for free. Uh, so get that peace of mind and do it right now while you're thinking about it. Visit HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Stan Hayes, co-founder and CEO of Operation mm. Barbecue Relief, and mm-hmm. barbecue competitor, uh, has joined us in studio mm. with some barbecue that smells fantastic. Uh, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, thank, th- thank you for coming in, and thank you for all you do, um, because you guys do a lot. How many meals have you have you served just in the past year? Do you even know in, that figure? In the last year, it's just over 1.1 million. Wow. 1.1 million that includes several hurricanes 
Yeah. Right. And probably the fires in yeah. California. A couple and, of wildfires. Yeah. Uh, twice to California for wildfires this year and uh, two two big hurricanes and then a lot of small little localized, whether it was a tornado, flood, um, those kind of uh, little, you know, nothing that probably makes the news a lot of times, but yeah. certainly is a disaster that that town or community when it happens. How soon after the hurricane happened in the Carolinas were you on uh, on the scene? Uh, we actually were staged before um, the hurricane hit. We had yeah. a strike team that was sitting at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, and uh, we, we staged from there. And then we moved in, what, the day, uh, two days, day and a half after it came through, we mm-hmm. were... We were on site, and as we set up, it was the it was probably our hardest disaster because as we set up the North Carolina, yeah, because as we were setting up, we were also cooking. Generally, you know, wow. we're rolling into a parking lot, we're turning this parking lot into a mass production facility, mm-hmm. you know, for food, and then we start going. Well, I mean, we rolled in with smokers, basically firing them up and putting meat on, so we could start getting meals out the very next day. So, you know, when you roll into a parking lot at 11 o'clock at night and you're setting up smokers at 11 o'clock at night putting on, you know, um, pork butts and whatnot. So the next morning you can start processing food and you don't even have your tents in. You don't have, mm. you know, porta potties, whatever you need um, other than the, what you brought with you. Yeah, you don't. I don't even think of that. Um, all the logistics involved. It's this is not an easy thing to organize and get done, is it? Especially. When everything's in chaos, yeah, you, it's not like you're calling up the trash company and and a porta a rent a rent a porta john, yeah. and said, "Hey, I need these over here," because it's not that easy. Because everybody's looking for it at that point in time. You have, you know, all the governmental contractors. You have all the the large nonprofits are already probably have contracts or nationwide contracts that are eating these things up. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so it, it takes a little while. Um, we knew going into this one that it was going to it was going to be so big that hotels and whatnot were probably not going to be an option. So really? we, we we rolled in with several uh, RVs, travel trailers. So we we had a place to sleep on site. You know, we did have a bathroom, did have a spit mm-hmm. shower type type of a scenario, and uh, um, you know we just started working it. And we we have some really talented people that can come in and help turn a parking lot into a you know. Uh, a mass food production facility in a short amount of time and it's amazing you know you ramp up to do 25,000 meals a day out of a out of a parking lot and and you generally do 25,000 a day uh, in a big disaster like that yeah, yeah we'll ramp up to that to where wow uh, you know we How do you were get over, the word out to the community that, uh, that that's available you know uh, it, it's it's amazing you know with social mm-hmm. media today and and just the media in general mm-hmm. that the name has grown, you know, to a point that, you know, people see us, people, I mean, we were getting pictures of our semi rolling to Charlotte when we were not telling anybody where we were pre-staging because one of the worst things to do is have people show up mm. when it's not prepared, you're yeah, not prepared you're not for ready. it, mm-hmm. and have people show up and put themselves in harm's way. You know, I made sure that, that the t- our strike team, mm-hmm. you know, was far enough away had facilities to be able to go to if something were, you know, if that hurricane would have, you know, turned and hit Charlotte head on, you know, even though it's three hours inland, it it still had plenty of power. Mm -hmm. Um, We made sure that there there was places for our people to be. I can't do that if I don't know, you know, somebody just shows up. 
Right. And so we're we're pretty cautious. We didn't tell people where we were at until after it was over when we were leaving Charlotte mm-hmm. Motor Speedway and going in. But going in was tricky. I mean, you're you're you know supposed to be three hours from about Charlotte to Wilmington, and it took us seven and a half hours to get there. Wow. And people, you know, I don't, I don't know if you, you, a lot of thought goes into it because we, we always just say Operation Barbecue is going to be there, and they're you know feeding twenty five thousand people a day, and you don't think about the fact that you guys put yourselves on the line too. All of, you know, not only are you in danger, but all the inconvenience, all the hardship that you're going to have when you go into an area like this, it's not an easy thing to pull off. You know, it, it's most of us have you know forgot about that if you will um i mean because we make we make very certain that we're not you know we've held people back i mean we've seen other organizations that were set up in wilmington before the hurricane came and i was just like i i I don't care you know if you're in a building that's rated for a category five hurricane it's just not it's to me it's not the right thing to do to put some volunteers and and some core people right there Mm -hmm. you know a seven-hour drive, and I get there a day later than you know someone else serving food. I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. you know, because at, at least at night I can sleep. Um, you know, the, the something as big as that we had we had a camp chef on site. You know, these big ones we bring somebody that does nothing but cooks for our people because we know wow. that you know you know I, I'll tell you what the McDonald's across the street was one of the first things to open up in Wilmington, mm. and that line was out the door around the thing, you know, imagine, for McDonald's. Yeah. yeah, you know, and this was probably three days after um, the storm came through that they opened up. It was about the, the morning after we we got there they opened up. And, were you were you there before FEMA? You know, I, I I can't say whether we were or not. They weren't visible. Okay. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, there. I can tell you that we set up in a. In, in a parking lot that everybody wanted to know how it happened. You know, we just, mm. luck of the draw, you end up having connection to a connection that, you know, somebody knows somebody, and, and we ended up in a closed Kmart parking lot. And we were, we've were we been told by many people. That's a perfect that, place. Well, it's a huge location. Yeah. It's open. You have a, and there's you know, no egress, coming egress. In. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. And this is not McDonald's. You no. know, this is so good. Oh, it's competition yeah. barbecue. This yeah. is so good. You, yeah. Just to let people know, <laughs> you guys ever. have participated in uh, 30, is it 35 sanctioned barbecue con- contests? So my, myself, that's just me. I mean, that's just that's, you. That's just me. We, I, With two grand champion awards, yeah. right? Uh, four reserve champions. Uh, several top ten finishes. You were the runner-up in the 2015 season of Chopped Grills Ma- Grillmaster on Food Network. Yeah, that's amazing stuff. And I mean, you're so a this Mercury is, One partner. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah no, I, super know, quality food. <laughs> <laughs> Our whole group has we have you know backgrounds like that. I mean, we have world champion you know competitors that have won Memphis in May and Whole Hog or Shoulder or what you know that mm-hmm. are world champions that come in and and are part of the team. And and the beautiful thing is is there isn't an ego when they come walking in. I've watched the world champion sit there, right? He is sitting there doing nothing but opening number ten cans and pouring can, you know corn into a tilt skillet. Wow! You know he wasn't the guy going, "Hey, wait a second! I just won whole hog. I should be over here, you know, wow. taking care of that pork." You know, yeah. I, I, I'm that guy. No, nah, it was hey, whatever needs to be done. Get done. I'm gonna do. That's so and, great. And that's what everybody's attitude is out there. You know, yeah. You you get people that come in. Uh, you know, down in Florida, we had a lady that was there pretty much the entire time, 
and she did any job that was needed to be done and you didn't have to ask her you know mm-hmm. you know you're in the morning you're trying to find somebody to go power wash coolers and and you know our, our cambros that were brought in the night before so we can take food out that day because they didn't get in till 11 o'clock at night 10 o'clock at night so mm-hmm. they need to be degreased they need to be cleaned and so we can you know start using them again yeah and jan would be down there 6 30 in the morning power wash it's really something and really something and you, you didn't have to ask her you mm-hmm. you had and you see it all over that's it's probably it, it, it's amazing when you just step back and you watch this thing and and you know, we joke around that, you know, towards the end, I think it was somebody came in and we had, we were ramping down, we we're getting ready to leave um, Florida. And I think we did like eight or 9,000 meals, you know, that day that mm-hmm. we were leaving and for lunch, but it, we were done at 9am and mm. all the food wow. was processed. It was ready to go out yeah. to the groups that were taking it to the different relief sites, to the different, you know, locations uh, that people were coming to get food. Um, across the panhandle, you know, so it wasn't like yeah. it was going down the street. It wasn't just going, you know, we, we didn't have a food service line. The that they, it was going out in trucks and everything around the area. And, you know, we had partnered with Salvation mm-hmm. Army to help get that out because they do it as good as anybody. We're speaking to Stan Hayes, a co-founder of um, and a, a CEO of Operation Barbecue Relief. Um, so when did you start doing this? What, what was your first, what was the first disaster you participated and, in? So uh, uh, May 2011. Um, you know, massive tornado hits Joplin, Missouri. Oh, you were involved in that. Yeah. That's where it started. And that's where it started. And, you know, okay. it was, you know, one of those things, it was mm. Sunday afternoon when this happened. You know, yeah. if you think about it, it's probably like the second tornado that, well, it was the second tornado that year because Tuscaloosa was mm-hmm. right before that. We didn't do anything there. Mm-hmm. But Joplin, those are the first two tornadoes I can remember. And I think if you go back and really look, they were probably the first two tornadoes where there was helicopters in the air following the damage air, you know, site where you got to see it almost real time happening. You know, at mm-hmm. least in my in my memory, that's the that's the really the those two are the first two that I remember. And I'm sitting there going, this is two hours from where I live. You know, yeah. and and you feel helpless. Yeah. You, you know, what do you do? And uh, so the the Monday morning, you know, I'm getting ready to go to work and everything, and my wife looks at me and she says, you you, you guys should go. I'm like, yeah, I've got to get to work. You know, I'm late. I'm running. You know, she's like, no, no, idiot. Come on. You you need to get the barbecue community, the guys that you compete with. That's really something. And so you just organized it kind of spur of the moment <laughs> and went and did it. Yeah. And it's it fantastic. Was, you know, Thanks for everything you do, Stan. I mean, that's that's impressive. And um, so you've served since 2011. Is it 2 million meals? Yeah. So it's all together. No, it's 2.9 million. Two point, so almost 3 million. Yeah. Good heavens. Yeah, That's the, amazing. Yeah, we just just over 1.1 million of them was done in the last 60 days. Wow. Again, thank you uh, for being a partner with Mercury One and, and for all that you do, putting yourself on the line and sacrificing so much time and effort doing this. It's you bet. Greatly appreciated. If you'd like to help, now yesterday was Giving Tuesday, but every day is good to give. And you could do that through mercuryone.org. Uh, so that these efforts can continue. MercuryOne.org. See you tomorrow.